it might be the most news dumpiest news dump of the year because there was a stinky avalanche of wild stories, timely updates, insane clips, and more during the tail end of this week. We got Biden's brain dripping out of his ears. We got Sean Hannity live streaming a hate crime. The House GOP members doing some extreme rake stepping. Taylor Swift flushing a bunch of goodwill down the toilet. King Charles probably dying just a, sh a few short months after becoming king. And so much more. Even Mike Lindell makes an appearance. Oh, good. So let's not waste any time and just get started with what are arguably the biggest stories as of when we started filming. The two presidential candidates and the dumbest yet most important decision we'll ever have to make as a country. So one of these old geezers is facing felony counts and the Supreme Court is deciding whether or not he can even be on the ballot in some states. Well, the other old geezer is apparently uh, so brain dead that he can't even remember basic information. It sucks to keep having to reiterate this, but despite the countless, enormous issues with Joe Biden, who has trouble speaking, can't remember things, is apparently having conversations with dead politicians and is adamant about using our tax dollars to fund an ongoing genocide. He is somehow still the, the lesser, lesser of two evils. Yeah. You, you don't have to hand it to him. No. But, uh, <laughs> as for the Trump Supreme Court stuff, there were arguments made within the court this week about whether or not Donald Trump can be removed from the presidential election ballot in certain states. As of when we filmed this, they hadn't made a firm decision. But according to reporters, the Supreme Court, quote, sounds broadly skeptical of efforts to kick Trump off the ballot. Oh my gosh, what? What? Our U.S. Supreme Court is in the tank for conservatives the, and Donald Trump specifically? The what? guy who gave a lot of them their jobs what? on the court? Well, I mean, it, it, according to how the Supreme Court works, this is literally what George Washington and Thomas Jefferson would say if they were alive today. So <laughs> we, we must simply accept. Uh, an actual decision should happen soon, but the 14th Amendment is at the heart of the issue here. That amendment prevents people who engage in insurrection from holding office. Trump's legal team has argued that there was no insurrection and that it was merely an uncontrolled riot. So that, you know, the 14th Amendment, it wouldn't be able to be used here. This is like the argument, like, how could Israel be committing genocide if there's still Palestinians alive? <laughs> uh, so, Checkmate. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, though, for Trump and his legal team, Trump is simply incapable of shutting up. And on the day that the Supreme Court was meeting to discuss... Trump publicly admitted that it was an insurrection, but that actually it was Nancy Pelosi's fault. Okay, send her to jail too. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, here's the quote from a press event at Mar-a-Lago on Thursday. They kept saying about what I said right after the insurrection. I think it was an insurrection caused by Nancy Pelosi. So, so it was an insurrection, though. Yeah, regardless of who he decided to blame it on, the fact that he called it an insurrection while his legal team is arguing... He admitted <laughs> that it wasn't an insurrection is probably pretty frustrating for them. Also, side note, his legal team should probably consider getting paid in advance for their services because, and yes, everyone saw this coming, it was confirmed this week that Donald Trump has once again completely stiffed his former lawyer and one-time bestie, Rudy Giuliani. Giuliani, who is now in bankruptcy court, has admitted that Donald Trump's campaign, along with the RNC, owe him around $2 million dollars and that these unpaid legal fees are what led to his bankruptcy. Cool. Yep. We love it. But now let's check in on the other presidential candidate, Joseph Robinette Biden, who not only had his Irish heritage revoked by Sinn Féin 
over his support of Israel's war on Gaza, but who is now legally described as a doddering old man whose memory is quickly fading due to his inability to even recall some of the most basic moments in his own life. Yeah. And before we get into this story, yes, we are aware that this legal decision from the Justice Department is specifically worded in a way that is highly critical of Joe Biden to the point where some are calling it a political hit job. But it's not as if the evidence isn't constantly being paraded in front of us all on a weekly, sometimes daily basis. Yeah. Especially this past week. Oh. My, my God. Yeah, just uh, just on display for everyone to see. Yeah, but we're supposed to be, oh, that's just grandpa. Yeah, grandpa's like that. Oh, come on, that's just grandpa. It's scary because, like, you say anything about it and everyone's just like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you support Donald Trump? You must love Donald There's Trump. There's that, and I, my favorite one is you're being ableist because, uh, actually, he has a stutter. No. And everything you're describing is actually just a stutter, and people with actual stutters are like, uh, no, that's fucking insulting because that is not what having a stutter is. This oh, is something yeah. else. Also, anytime this comes up, people post multiple videos of him. He's been in politics for fucking decades. There's videos of him with the stutter, and it's yeah. not like this. And just videos of him, like, literally back in 2016. Yeah, not even that long ago. Two election cycles ago, the man was sharp. Yeah. In a way that he clearly is not anymore. Yeah. But, yeah, to ignore the cognitive decline of this president, or his opponent, because... Donald Trump ain't... Uh, they're both... Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's not all there either. Yeah. Uh, they send both these men to a home that they can share. Yeah. And they could, like we said before, you make up a little Oval Office for both yeah. of them. They can both be president. We in need their, a presidential retirement minds. home. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, to ignore it would be wrong. Yeah. But as we've seen, every time this comes up, people will just pounce on you as if you are endorsing Trump by pointing out any of Biden's flaws. Yeah. Which you still, there is still time. <laughs> there is still time before this election to turn things around, I would like you to use that opportunity to turn things around mm -hmm. before it is too late. Instead, they're like, no, we're willing to negotiate with Republicans on extremely uh, strict border control policies. Despite that failing. But still, it's bizarre. <sighs> and also uh, the constant funding of Israel with uh, money that uh, I feel like could be put to a lot better use here in these United States. Yeah. Did they ever fix that whole infrastructure problem we have across the country no, with our crumbling it's bridges? It's and... still really bad. Hmm. Anyways, having said all that, yes, this judgment about the Biden classified documents case, which is different from the Trump classified documents case. It's just a thing you do when you're old and you can't <laughs> remember things well. Yeah, it seems to have been written in a way that would do the most harm possible to Joe Biden politically. And this is from his own administration's DOJ. It do be your own DOJ sometimes. The special counsel on the case, Robert Herr, who was appointed by Attorney General Merrick Garland, decided not to pursue charges against President Biden over his handling of classified documents after he left office as vice president back at the end of the Obama administration. Now, at first glance, you're like, okay, yeah, this makes sense because the classified documents case is clearly different from Trump's, where Trump is reported to have intentionally withheld documents and appears to have done a cover-up about it and also didn't work with the authorities to have them returned. It also just, like, showed them to random people. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, check cool? this out. Pretty cool, right? And stored them in a bathroom at a place yeah. that is high traffic uh, with people all over the world. Anyways, Biden basically said, oops, yeah, here you go, and let them search and retrieve everything. It is 
there are starkly different things yeah. with it with this, but it's still bad. Regardless, the fact that the special counsel decided not to pursue charges is no longer the story here. The story is how he came to that decision because in his report, he makes Biden out to be a senile old coot. Here are some quotes from the report itself. Mr. Biden's memory was significantly limited, both during his recorded interviews with the ghostwriter in 2017 and in his interview with our office in 2023. Mr. Biden's recorded conversations with the ghostwriter, Mr. Zwanitzer from 2017, are often painfully slow, with Mr. Biden struggling to remember events and straining at times to read and relay his own notebook entries. In his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president, forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended, and forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. We have also considered that at trial, Mr. Biden would likely present himself to a jury, as he did during our interview of him, as a sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. Based on our direct interactions with him and observations of him, he is someone for whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him, by then a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Fuck. Jesus. Whoa! Uh. Look, we wish as much as anyone that we didn't have to defend this guy. But believe us when we tell you that the alternative is, still, somehow, much worse. You did. You think the bar couldn't get lower? I don't know. It did. Uh, the bar is somehow lower. You're not going to believe this. We checked. The bar is even lower. The other option is demonstrably worse. Now, having said all that, it was also a nightmare week for Republicans as well, because in addition to rake stepping their way into a losing border battle, the federal appeals court also ruled unanimously that Donald Trump does not have presidential immunity in the upcoming criminal trial related to the 2020 election. A three-judge appeals panel flatly rejected Trump's argument that he could not be charged in the case because he was president at the time of the alleged crimes. We cannot accept that the office of the presidency places its former occupants above the law for all time thereafter, said the panel in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. For the purpose of this criminal case, former President Trump has become Citizen Trump with all of the defenses of any other criminal defendant, the panel wrote in a 57-page opinion. But any executive immunity that may have protected him while he served as president no longer protects him against this prosecution. And this comes after weeks of Donald Trump bizarrely declaring that all presidents should have absolute immunity from the law, which is, of course, currently insane because that would not only allow uh, President Biden to do whatever he wants, it, it's also one of the reasons this country was founded in the first place. Yeah, we... No kings. No kings. We don't like that. No. We're kings. Speaking of kings, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get to him. But uh, another huge and embarrassing loss this week for Republicans came in the form of a failed attempt to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over border issues that they themselves clearly do not give a shit about, considering the border security bill, which also failed this week, where Democrats, unfortunately, uh, did they did the old Charlie Brown trying to kick the football that Lucy's holding. Mm -hmm. uh, they gave the Republicans pretty much everything they wanted. And, and it for wasn't what? enough. Yeah. <laughs> Just to look bad. Uh, so the bill failed because Trump would have one less hot button issue to run on. And despite a majority of Republicans working on the bill and approving of it, 
when it came time to actually vote, it failed because of their allegiance to Trump. Yeah, they admit that, by the way, we, publicly. Yeah, in we, want, we want this problem to continue so that Trump can fix it. Mm-hmm. But back to Mayorkas, uh, Republicans made it a priority to do some retaliation impeachments after retaking the House in 2022, and they thought they had this one in the bag, scheduling it during a time where they knew that Democrats wouldn't have the votes necessary to stop them from moving forward with the articles of impeachment. Very crafty. Yeah, Democrats wouldn't have had the votes because one of their members was scheduled for surgery earlier in the week and would be recovering at the hospital when the vote was taking place, which obviously does say a lot about the politicians who specifically scheduled it during that time. But uh uh-oh, what's that? Well, that's Representative Al Green's music. You got no (laughs) chance! No chance in hell! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when, when, when Republicans thought they had this all wrapped up, <laughs> Al Green came out and said, suck it. Texas Democrat Al Green wheeled into the House of Representatives barefoot and wearing hospital scrubs, still recovering from surgery in order to cast his vote and stop the impeachment. I am a real American. Bipolar <laughs> 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 rights of everywhere. And this was much to the dismay of House Speaker Mike Johnson and uh, other members of the House, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who accused Democrats of intentionally hiding members of their party in order to make Republicans a little too confident. Well, we can basically look like, look at this as a game, unfortunately, and their strategy. And they hid one of their members uh, waiting to the last minute, uh, watching to see our votes, um, trying to throw us off on the numbers that we had versus the numbers they had. So, yeah, that was a strategy at play tonight. Bitch, you didn't have the votes unless you scheduled it when a Democrat was getting surgery. Yeah, you tried to to pull a fast one. They were hiding (laughs) Democrats around the building. It's not fair that when I reached into the cookie jar to steal a cookie, uh, there was someone in the kitchen saying, I don't think so. Put that cookie back. It's not fair. Telling lies. No, Papa. Mm. Oh, and one more bit of Looney Tunes. Uh, Mike Lindell is back in the news and back at doing what he does best, selling worthless products to slack-jawed yokels. His ads have returned to Fox News after being pulled because he allegedly could not pay his bills. And now he's actually launching that platform that he's been pitching for... I guess years uh, I now. I guess a, a while. <laughs> yeah, he had a soft launch, but yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's made it to the big time, baby. It's called The My Store, which is his Amazon competitor. Amazon that's not woke. He claims will only sell products made in the USA and none that are made in China at all. Yeah. Which seems like an impossible task, considering that his team behind the scenes consists of, quote, eight to ten people <laughs> who do all the vetting. There are no China products are getting through there. Absolutely We've no way. We've got a crack team of eight to ten people. How do you confirm that? Well, we take a look at it uh, and see where it's coming from. Okay, well, maybe people are drop shipping things from China and then sending them to you. Oh, oh! Well, I got eight to ten top men on it. Yeah. yeah. As for what's available on this incredible platform that absolutely has nothing made in China, here's Mike himself showing off some products in particular that are close to his heart. Like the painting. Everyone sees the painting when I do my, uh, my, my. Uh, this is the Vanessa. This is the one I have behind me in my uh, the painting behind me in my 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 pillow advertisements. U.S. made like uh, common products like socks, and then we have innovative products like here's this brush here that cleans inside bottles. I mean, Lindell told Newsweek that the store had been in the works for an extended period, but was only now having its big launch because he was previously too busy trying to get rid of electronic voting machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember that whole. Uh, yeah. 
the thing I'm on the hook for really took up a lot of my time. Well, now, uh, you know, I'm laser focused on just selling products. My again. store. Which, I mean, good for him. I think that he still owes like a billion dollars. But uh, if this is taking away more of his time from uh, the 2020 election, which was four yeah. years ago, then maybe it's good for him. He said that the My Store differs from Amazon Marketplace because it does not allow the copycats and the made in China products. In the event of products sold on the site being stolen by China off platform, Lindell said he would offer legal help to sellers. <laughs> Don't trust him. He added that the vetting process of his platform had been beefed up to include a team of eight to 10 people after it was discovered that a lot of people were trying to sneak in to sell Chinese made products. My store includes a special section featuring Mike's likes, <laughs> products that Lindell personally endorses. Although he told Newsweek that the section had not recently been updated. At the time of publication, products in the endorsement section include tick removers, multiple no stench products, meat sticks, and a temporary tooth replacement kit. What the f Okay, so Mike Lindell, he's a stinky boy. He's, he's got ticks. <laughs> he, he, I need meat on the go. His teeth I'm always are always falling out, probably from eating all of the meat sticks. I'm always on the run from the law. Yeah. The last time I stopped for food, they served me with papers. Remember that? When he pulled over for like fast food? Yeah. Uh, so I gotta eat, I gotta have all my meat sticks right there in the center console ready to go. And when I'm hiding from the law amidst the brush, I don't want to get any ticks on me. But if I do, I got this tick remover. Do they even have ticks up in Minnesota? They got them everywhere now with the I guess they kind climate of change. Yeah. They got mosquitoes everywhere. They got ticks everywhere. Yeah. But uh, weird that he, despite having time to actually hard launch this store, doesn't have time to actually like go through and pick his best items. Yeah, what are Mike's latest likes? Yeah, I'm confused. I need to know what he's up I to. I already now. bought all of Mike's old likes. I need new likes, yeah. Mike. Ugh. Anyways, we have more news coming up for you in just a second, including some truly insane clips from the news this week. But first, it's time to thank today's sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Whether you're trying to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like, delivered right to your door. No more staring blankly in the fridge wondering what to make for dinner. Give HelloFresh a try and dig into their biggest menu yet with over 45 recipes to choose from each week. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. HelloFresh also owns Green Chef, another one of our sponsors. And with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. We're big fans of getting food on the plate as quickly as possible. And some of the 20-minute recipes on this week's menu that we were excited to try are the one-pot Mexicali black bean soup with the works, and the chicken sausage rigatoni rosa with cream cheese, zucchini, and parmesan. Mm. Go to hellofresh.com slash newsdumpfree and use code newsdumpfree, all one word, for free breakfast for life. What? One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash newsdumpfree with our code newsdumpfree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, back to the news now. And we seriously have so much more to get to. Yeah. And before we totally switch gears away from political absurdity this week, we have a few clips for you to watch. 
And the fact that these stood out in a week filled with some of the most chaotic political news moments really says a lot. Uh, first is a clip from Sean Hannity's show on Fox News where he was interviewing the leader of a militia. Sorry, a vigilante group. No, sorry, a volunteer safety patrol group <laughs> yes. in New York City known as the Guardian Angels. Like something straight out of the Warriors, but it's real. And, and uh, the, they, they also have a, their own long history of uh, right. racial profiling. Huh. Uh, Interesting. Mm -hmm. So the group's leader is a guy named Curtis Sliwa. He ran against current NYC mayor Eric Adams in the last election. So a real, like, you know, yeah, you might not like Eric Adams, but the alternative will make you maybe appreciate him a little more. Yes. Because... Uh, uh, everything's <laughs> mirroring the national political problems as well. Yeah, so Curtis Lewa, he was speaking with Hannity about an influx of migrants in New York City and how the city had launched a pilot program to help those migrants pay for food and baby supplies. Oh, I'm so red-assed about this. Oh. How could they? So that's when his mob of uh, big old tough guys did a little racial profiling and started assaulting someone that they claimed was a migrant. Well, in fact, our guys have just taken down one of the migrant guys right here on the corner, 42nd and 7th, while all can, this is Can you is pan taken. the camera? They've taken over. They've taken over. You'd like the camera over there if at all possible. There. All right. Now, Eric Adams often complains he's getting no support from the federal government to help him with the surge of Joe Biden's unvetted illegals in New York. Yeah, this was, they were in like Times Square. <laughs> yeah. It was hard to tell what was going on. There was a kerfuffle, and then he's like, oh, yeah, one of those migrants. Is, they got one. He's doing something illegal right now. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry. We're on top of it. And his guys, they were like. They were, uh, they had beer bottles in their hands. Yeah. They were clanging them together. Yeah. We're making references that no one watching this show is going to understand. <laughs> I only understand because my dad showed me the movie when I was I've younger. I've never seen it. I did play the video game. <laughs> oh, well, you have a better <laughs> understanding than uh, most, I guess. Uh, Hannity asked the cameras to be turned around, and in doing so, allowed Fox News to air an assault live on television. Yeah, like a full, like, like five-on-one beatdown. Yeah. And we don't think it will come as a surprise to any of you watching to learn that this what wasn't even a migrant. Not that that fact would have made the situation better by any stretch of the imagination, but this guy was from New York City. He lives in the Bronx. They just picked a guy that wasn't white and just started beating him up. Yeah, it's almost like you can't just tell visually whether someone's immigration status is legal or not. Yeah, it's like uh, in in December, I mean, it still happens, but in December there was a spike of people just in airports going up to others with their phones and recording and be like, are you here legally? Yeah, yeah, real fun. Uh, here's the Washington Post with more on this. Slewa declared to Hannity... Our guys have just taken down one of the migrant guys right here on the corner of 42nd and 7th while all this is taking place. Hannity then asked Sliwa to tell the cameraman to turn around so Hannity and America could see. Sliwa lifted his hands and said, They've taken over! Behind him, people and taxis calmly milled about Times Square. He is out of control, Sliwa said. Out of control! In a follow-up, the head of the group told the Washington Post on Thursday that the man is not a migrant and has not been charged with shoplifting. He said he was wrong to have repeated what he overheard to millions of television viewers. Whoops. I shouldn't have been listening to the crowd, said Curtis Sliwa, founder of the Guardian Angels Community Safety Patrol. That was my mistake. I should not have had that knee-jerk reaction. But in my defense, I've only been doing this Guardian Angels thing for uh, 50 years. They, occasionally, they'd stop a crime, but otherwise, like, okay, thanks, Curtis. All right, bye. It's so funny yes. that they just get so excited to wear their cute little berets. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, actually, these are worn by uh, the special forces, too. So they're actually pretty cool and not French. Not French at all. No. It's and actually, they will beat your ass. It's actually pretty masculine. <laughs> Women actually really like it. Yeah, yeah. They're always saying how much they love our berets. Yeah. Uh, our other clip comes from the state of Missouri, where one of their Republican candidates decided to do away with any shred of nuance or irony and just straight up take an actual flamethrower to a stack of books. I mean, I get this because so many politicians, like every Republican who's run for office in the last 10 years, has shot something with a gun mm -hmm. in their videos. So that's kind of played out. Yeah. You can't just shoot something in your video. So the flamethrower, that's, uh, that's new. Yeah. And burning books with the flamethrower, that's, uh, that's a new image that I, it has no cultural like, connections for me at all. I'm like, wow, that's a new, brand new thing. Yeah. Burning books with a flamethrower. I have never read a book. It's almost like there was a book specifically written about this exact <laughs> No, moment. I don't think there was. Hey, here's more on this from NBC News. A Republican candidate for Missouri Secretary of State posted a viral campaign video Tuesday lighting LGBTQ-inclusive books on fire with a flamethrower. The video then abruptly cuts to an image of Gomez, whose campaign website describes her as a real estate investor and financier holding a large gun. She's a landlord. Yeah, like, <laughs> this woman is a leech. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the two books she set ablaze appear to be Queer, The Ultimate LGBTQ Guide for Teens, and Naked, Not Your Average Sex Encyclopedia. In a video on her Instagram account, Gomez says she trusts three things. The Bible, X, thank you, Elon Musk, and my AR-15. Get some new material. Boo. In another, she says over video of her shooting firearms, the First Amendment lives on, and let me remind you that the second one will make sure it does. Again, I've heard all this shit. What do you bring to the table, lady? But yeah, I guess the flamethrower. She brings the flamethrower to the table. That's right. And, uh, and also further proof that, like, Elon Musk is not apolitical. If, if there was uh, even a shred yeah, no. of that remaining in anyone's brain, like, look who is siding with him on every issue. She admits. Uh, they also add that during the 2022-23 academic year, Missouri banned 333 books, according to a report from PEN America, a nonprofit group that advocates for free expression in literature. So they already did it. They already banned the books. But they didn't burn them yet, and that's what she's there to oh. do. Oh, cool. Uh, Burning yes. books. Very cool new idea. Excited to see where this goes. Uh, one of my favorite things that I saw in reaction to this was uh, always people who are on the right side of history burning the books, right, folks? They are. Yeah. Are we the baddies? So, yeah, things are going well over here in the United States. Thanks for asking. Mm -hmm. And while these psychos have been consistently showing up in our feeds more and more, there's one guy who we haven't heard from as much, at least on a consistent basis. And it's definitely for the best, but... Kanye West has been a little less prominent recently, though that doesn't mean he has been toning down his rhetoric and his anti-Semitic beliefs. In fact, according to Bill Maher of all people, Kanye's rhetoric is so insane that Maher allegedly shelved a two-hour podcast with the rapper because of how horrific it was. Maher, during an episode of TMZ Investigates, had the following to say about his time with Kanye West. I thought it was going to be a learning moment. We were here for two hours. He's a very charming anti-Semite. And Mar goes on to talk about how effective Kanye is at spreading anti-Semitism because of his younger audience and speaks about how Kanye saying this disgusting stuff out loud gives them permission to do the same, which causes it to spread further. And he then admits that this was the reason why he wouldn't air the episode because, quote, I'm not going to contribute to this. This is, I, I, 
for the record, I hate Bill Maher. Yes. I think he he fucking sucks. Yes. Uh, his his entire like role in politics and media for the last thirty years has been to uh, just openly state his beliefs, which are clearly conservative beliefs, and yeah. paint himself as some sort of voice uh, of the left. But uh, it, it he his latest you know he's hung up on the, all the same shit everyone else is lately. Cancel culture, free speech, huge free speech guy. So very interesting he's that also he is like self-censoring. A, he's also been a culture war guy forever, but now that culture war is like running on all cylinders, he's just fully embraced that. Yeah, and it's super interesting because he is like, like the one thing I really do agree with him on is religion, even though he's like goes way too far with he's it. He's insufferable. And yeah, he's insufferable, and he makes like everyone else's private lives his own business. Yeah. Which I don't agree with. But like, Bill, everyone you're siding with lately is like a fucking dominionist Christian. Yes. Have, does that maybe like send any alarm bells off in your head? Yeah, his whole like uh, against Christianity thing is instead of displaying and conversing about the problem that the problems that organized religion is causing currently. He just like is like, oh, you think an ark can fit yeah. all those animals on it? Yeah, I. <laughs> it's like you're not gonna win any argument by pointing out fallacies in the he fucking Bible. He did that Bible. movie like 15 years yeah. ago, and like I turned it off after like a half hour. I'm like, okay, I get it. He's just he like, was just oh, like, you dumbass. Yeah, he was just like going around being like, oh, what's that? You going to church? Stupid. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, uh, let's look at the problems that organized religion has yeah. caused over the past like it's a an couple interesting. Of it's a topic worth exploring, but yes. he, it was he was just clearly in it to just like get dunks on people. I'm like, yeah. what is what is the fucking point of this? You think they ate some kind of apple, you fucking moron? Yeah. Anyways, uh, when you've lost Bill Maher, a guy who thrives off of controversy and whose boomer brain has been boiling over with his own conspiracy theories over the years, you know you really fucked up. But uh, since Kanye is, of course, forever linked to Taylor Swift because of that time that he rushed the stage while she was receiving an award, let's talk about Taylor Swift flushing months worth of goodwill down the toilet by allegedly taking her private jet to fly a whopping 28 miles from one side of a state to another. And technically, she was over the border into Illinois, but still, it was a 28-mile flight. Yeah, uh, she flew from, like, one side of the St. <laughs> Louis uh, yeah. metroplex to the other. Yeah. So, I mean, imagine how much longer that would have taken in a car. It might have actually been quicker, considering all of the yeah. protocols you have to go That's to true. to take a plane. It's true. Even a private one. So the post regarding her jet's flight path went viral, which caused Swift and her legal team to pull an Elon Musk, mixed with a little dash of the Streisand effect, by threatening to sue the person who was posting her publicly available flight tracking information to Twitter. Obviously, this backfired, and it made the situation even worse by once again bringing up her private jet travel and her contributions to CO2 emissions, and had everyone donking on her by posting hilarious videos of space travel, fighter jets, and other ridiculous means of transportation as examples of what Swift would do if she had to complete any menial task. Uh, here's a few examples popping up onto the screen right now. My favorite one, I don't know if we can show it, was from that uh, every SNL band intro, and it was Elijah Wood in like the early 2000s, and uh, the caption was like, Taylor Swift anytime she needs to go anywhere, and it was Elijah Wood going, once again, jet. <laughs> That's an Australian band, right? Uh, yeah, they were like infamously got like a pitchfork, didn't even give them a zero, just posted a gif of a uh, chimpanzee pissing into its but, mouth. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, two, three, cut your hand, come. It's not good. Mm. 
Anyways, this probably would have blown over like it always does if her legal team hadn't threatened a lawsuit. What are you doing? And now, in the wake of all this, guys, you bullied her too much. She has decided to sell one of her private jets. Anyways, uh, I guess bullying works. But also, she's still got one ready to go in order to make it to the... Oh, sorry, the big game. I almost said it. Yeah, to watch her boyfriend play. Yeah. Go, Travis! God. It's going to be a wild big game. Uh, just because of all, have you seen like the, there's like TikToks of like Swifties preparing for Super Bowl parties? No. <laughs> Who's performing at halftime? Usher. Usher? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a, a medley just to remember. Just Usher? I'm sure he's going to have guest appearances. Ludacris is going to come out with those big hands, big feet. Yeah. going to have cool. all kind of collabs. All right. Probably. I don't know. Cool. But then, uh, in the fashion of Kanye West upstaging Taylor Swift, she's going to come in with that fan uh, harness to her back where you fly in, and then grab the mic <laughs> and take over. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about another celebrity who willingly brought himself into the limelight this oh week God. by posting what might be the cringiest essay of the year so far, maybe of the past decade. King Nerd and quintessential Redditor. Will Wheaton typed out the most batshit insane post about Larry David attacking a Muppet that you will ever see. This is, this is, I thought we were done coming up with new copy pasta, but Will Wheaton said, no, Reddit needs more copy pasta and I'm just the guy to do it. I have hated this man since he was a child. <laughs> Usually, you know, annoying kids, they grow out of it. No. What's he, funny uh, is like, he has been annoying his whole fucking life. Even in like peak Reddit time, he was like the, the most famous nerd online. Right, because it was I like a novelty. Watched... It's like, what? An actor from TV is talking to normal people on yeah. the internet? You win the internet today, sir. And not just an actor from TV, one that was in nerdy shows. Yeah, but also the worst part of uh, well, Star I, Trek. I don't know about that. I never watched. His, so. his character on Star Trek The Next Generation is is just insufferably Well, he's not going to like us after this next segment anyway, so we might as well just throw it all in the fire. Yeah. Uh, his, he was good in, uh, what was it, Stand By Me? Hey, credit where it's due, buddy. There you go. Uh, this, <laughs> so yes, this, this post, it is literally oozing with like 2013 levels of millennial cringe. And it's being described as the type of post you could only see during the Obama administration. Yeah. So put on your hazmat suits once again, kids. Uh, especially put on your hazmat suit if you are uh, Gen Z or below. Because what you're about to hear is the best of what the internet had to offer from a decade ago. Writing something about a modern event. This is like a time capsule. Anyways, enjoy. And I saved this for Elliot to read on purpose. Thanks, I guess. It's very long. So take breaks as needed, Elliot. <clears throat> so I heard about Larry David assaulting Elmo on live television, but didn't watch it until now because I knew it would upset me. Holy shit, it's even worse than I thought. What the fuck is wrong with that guy? Elmo is like the best friend to multiple generations of children. In the Sesame Street universe, Elmo is a child who is currently putting mental health and caring for others in the spotlight. And Larry fucking David did that? And thought it was going to be funny? What? What an asshole. What a stupid, self-centered, tone-deaf asshole. Full disclosure, all the time when I was growing up, 
My dad would grab me by the shoulders and shake me while he screamed in my face. He choked me more than once. He was always out of control, always in a furious rage, and always terrifying. I'm a 51-year-old man, and my heart is pounding right now, recalling how I felt when I was a little boy who loved Grover the way today's kids love Elmo. So this appalling, unforgivable, despicable act hits more than one raw nerve for me. And I'm gonna say what I wish I'd been able to say when this sort of thing happened to me. Larry David, this was not okay. And your obviously insincere apology clearly communicates that you don't get that. First of all, you aren't even in the segment, but you just decided to barge in and draw focus because why? You couldn't stand that a puppet brought people together in a meaningful way that you can't? You couldn't stand that your appearance on national television to promote your wildly successful series was delayed for a few seconds while the adults talked about mental health? You wanted to manufacture a viral moment where everyone gets to see what an asshole you are so they'll tune in and watch you portray an asshole in the last season of your show that celebrates how great it is to be an asshole without ever experiencing the consequences of being an asshole? I really want to know what raced through his tiny little mind and why there was no voice or person who spoke up to stop him from expressing violence towards a children's puppet. Who was there to talk about how his love and empathy for people having a hard time mattered and made a difference? Elmo and his dad were there to talk about empathy, love, kindness, and caring for each other. Larry David was there to promote the final, thank God, maybe he'll go away now, season of a television series. Like, read the room, dickhead. It isn't always about you being the center of attention. Is this still going? Holy shit. Yeah, it's, it How, goes on. <laughs> we get, okay. And understand what's happening in the moment, fucko. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> understand that there are larger things in the world than you and your garbage ego. I hate it. That he was... tossed in a heckin' fucko at the end there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so mad I could curse <laughs> what Larry David did to Elmo. When, uh, when he said uh, what was going through his tiny little brain, at first I thought he was referring to Elmo. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, this is anti-Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> Larry David's Jewish. My, this is anti-Semitic. Uh, this is genuinely anti-Semitic, and I, I expect a full apology from Will Wheaton. Yeah. Um, uh, this, I don't know if any of you watching know who this creator is, because I, I, I followed him over. I don't have TikTok, but he's on Instagram as well. But his, his name is The Slappable Jerk. And all he does is like these cringe, bad boyfriends or like millennials or whatever do. If he, this would be so perfect for him to read because like I, every time I'm reading it, I'm reading it in The Slappable Jerk's voice. It, it, it's, it's like a comedy bit written for him. But uh, it's real. And apparently he had some real feelings about it. Uh, yeah, he really had, he really... Maxed out that character count there, uh, conveying his anger over what happened to a fictional character. <laughs> yeah. A, 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 a puppet with a man's hand up its ass. Also, he's like, you sh hey, Larry David, shut up while the adults are talking. Bitch, you just said Elmo's a child. Yeah. What about that, Will? Yeah. Anyways, this is... Did you just call Larry David boy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Damn. This is pretty much an even more unhinged and lengthier version of the now infamous and widely mocked tweet <laughs> from director Judd Apatow after Will Smith smacked Chris Rock at the Oscars. He could have killed him. 
That's pure out of control rage and violence. They've heard a million jokes about them in the last three decades. They are not freshmen in the world of Hollywood and comedy. He lost his mind. Could have killed him. Larry David could have killed Elmo. He could, <laughs> could have killed him. Then how would you feel about that, Larry? The, 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 the funniest part about this is, I mean, there are many funny parts, but the fact that like, <laughs> before Will Wheaton even posted anything, this was already forgotten about. Yeah, this happened last week. Yeah, and it's not like there's a bunch of, I'm sure there are a couple kids, but not a bunch of children watching the fucking Today Show. Yeah. Uh, even if they were, they'd probably be and like, there's definitely no that's kids funny. On, on it's, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> it's funny what happened to Elmo. Yeah. Who was that funny man? <laughs> I want to know more about that uh, guy. I want to watch his show. What's it called? Curb Your Enthusiasm? Sounds good. I'll Put it on. Started. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. yeah, if you don't hate us already from everything in this episode, uh, before we go, it is time to make fun of the king, <laughs> King Charles, who reportedly... Ding dong, the king is dead. Well, not yet, but he's about to be. Yeah, so uh, uh, one year after... Not even a year. Less than a year after finally, uh, finally... Fulfilling his entire purpose on this planet, King Charles has cancer and is apparently not going to go through chemotherapy, which seems like he should. Seems like the wrong choice. He should read the uh, book about Steve Jobs. Yeah. Or just the fucking Wikipedia for Steve Jobs. Or, li or listen to his doctors, which I'm sure he has yeah. access to the best doctors in the UK. So, no chemo for the king. Instead, he is opting to do the treatment that is actually probably it's more fit for a king, especially yeah. if he's gonna be the last king. According to royal expert Tom Bauer, who said the following, the king will not be one for chemotherapy. He has always argued against it. He's a great believer in natural herbs, potions, and things like that. <laughs> we gotta get this king some potions. Herbs, potions, things of that nature. Uh, hey king, we got this potion. We have to hook, hook it into you in, uh, through an IV, uh, but it's a potion. Uh, it to it's totally not chemotherapy at all, but... Uh, like, I got cancer. All right, drain my blood. Let's let the blood out. Yes. We'll got get the bad blood too out. Too much blood. Let's get rid of that blood. Put the blood in a bucket. Believe yeah. me. Get uh, the leeches. Bring in the leeches. They'll help with the blood. It, what they need to do is, like, give him the cancer drugs, but, like, put a little bit of dry ice in it. So that yeah. it bubbles and has a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. put, it, put a bunch into a cauldron and stir it. Oh, the king! We've we've been working on this potion all night. It does check out that he is like a, a nat naturopath because that would explain the sausage fingers, <laughs> an illness Christ. that I've never seen another human being have. Which uh, you see that, and you're like, he's the king. Surely there is someone on his staff who can do something about those engorged sausage fingers. But now we understand. No, he, leave the ring on. There I'm was a doctor, and he's like, no, I have a potion for that. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. Woo! Uh, yeah, anyways, uh, good luck to the king who got to rule for like, what, six weeks or something? It's long, it was longer than that, but it wasn't it was, very long. It was like a year. I wonder and if he's like resentful for his mom for living so long. Probably. Yeah. And then she's like already bored up there in heaven or down in hell. The Irish have had a busy week. They're, they're, they're calling into question Joe Biden's leadership and they had to fly all those tap dancers back out to uh, the castle to do that dance in front of it. Oh, good. The Irish are loving this. Great time to be Irish. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah, they deserve a win. Is Irish unification possible in the year of our Lord 2024? Uh, every couple of months, something does happen to like suggest that. Because, yeah, I mean, Northern Ireland is still, there's a lot of 
tensions between the wings of uh, politics, but the the side that wa wants unification has more and more reasons with every day as the British Empire, you know, Continues declines. Yeah. Like, okay, maybe we shouldn't be chained to this uh, past its prime country. Maybe we should, uh, we got this island, this whole island right here. Come on. But yeah. we'll see. Uh, the, they got like 11 months to fulfill the Star Trek prophecy. There you go. And then Will Wheaton will yeah. be so happy. Yeah. Did you know I'm a nerd who posts on the internet? He is. Uh, anyways, uh, make sure you like the video, even if you hated it. Remember? What a fun thing. Uh, like the video because it helps uh, get our videos into more people's home tabs and all that kind of stuff. It supports the show. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, also, new feature that I saw, at least on mobile, uh, if you're a member, you can click the join button to become a member. If you're a member of the channel, you're, uh, a, a, a certain portion of member comments get highlighted above everyone else's. So you can show yeah. everyone how much better you are than them. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, anyways, we have other videos coming up, including uh, they're doing it again, folks. We work 2.0. Fuck it. Why not? Uh, also, we have another video from earlier in the week. Check out both of those videos, and we'll see you soon for Weekly Weird News. Bye. Bye.